for someone who was um, uh, so ingrained in college football, um, you know, I want to take you away from the Giants a little bit. You know what uh, life is like on campus in Wisconsin and Arkansas and things like that. What do you think those uh, your colleagues are going through, um, those campuses are going through, and, um, you know, a uh, fall without football? What do you think it means? You know, um, obviously I have a lot of friend, friends still in that line of work, and we're all coaches at heart. And, you know, they actually kind of started going through it even a little bit earlier than us. I think some of them, you know, got this whole jump on Zoom meetings and, all the interaction that you had to go through during this process. So it's probably been a little more interactive between college and pro than any other time. You know, when I was in college football, I would go to OTAs during the spring, but I really didn't interact with NFL head coaches or NFL assistants because your seasons were, you know, you know, at the same time, but also kind of overlapped in a way you didn't really professionally develop with them. But uh, I think everybody's learning as they go through this thing. And, you know, I, I, I think there's been a, a big learning curve from uh, players, coaches, and everybody involved. Brett, you've been a head coach, you know, for a lot of games, you know, for a couple of, of high-profile uh, co college teams. You worked with Joe Judge for a couple years in, in New England. Could you see he was on track to be a head coach? And, and what do you think will ultimately, you know, make him a successful one? You know, obviously you guys have talked to him. Um, I knew Joe Judge's name before I went to New England, and then obviously during my time there over two years just – the first meeting I ever sat in front when he was, you know, going over details that Coach Belichick would give him, it was just very impressive to realize the football presentation, awareness, uh, his voice, his demeanor. Um, it was very intriguing to me. I'd always had a special teams background and an interest, so to hear that firsthand, but then to get to around him and, and see the general football knowledge that existed. And then on a personal note, his family and his, his the way he's a father and the way he interacts with his, you know, colleagues as coaches, his interaction with players. Uh, you knew he had big things in front of him and very excited to be here with him. Hey, Brett. Um, you know, obviously right after you got hired, you were linked to a couple openings um, for college head coaching jobs. Can you just explain what that process was like for you? You know, really, um, during even my time in New England, um, you know, I've been a college coach in the past, and, and, and there's probably a lot of things that you read that may or may not be true or be true and not be true. Um, one of the obligations that Joe was very cool, me coming in, was that if an opportunity arose, uh, for me to, you know, pursue a college football uh, opportunity, he was behind it 100%. And, and, you know, obviously happened a lot quicker than he and I ever thought. Uh, but, you know, the, the biggest thing, you know, life throws different opportunities at you. Joe's been very supportive. But from day one, I told him I wanted to be a part of what we're doing here. And, you know, who knows what the future holds, but I just take every day for what it is. Try to take, uh, take full advantage of it for the New York football giants and, and see where it goes. Thanks. Zach? Hey Brent, did you did you come close at all to to getting any of those jobs, or did, is is college something that you ultimately want to get back to eventually, like to be a head coach back in college or anything like that? I think in in football, you just you know I got a very wise uh, opportunity when I became a, a an assistant coach from Hayden Fry. I said there's two types of coaches: there's coaches that try to look to their next job, or coaches that take advantage of the opportunity they have. And I've tried to live that life not only as an assistant, as a coordinator, as a head coach. Uh, but now as a, a, an NFL assistant coach, and now this opportunity with Joe, I just try to be the best I can every day, um, how I can help our staff, how I can help my players. And as that grows, you know, as opportunities come, you just kind of process them as they go. I don't really know where it's going. Don't have a great plan. Um, I'm just trying to always be active and proactive and do the best job of where I'm at. And, and then with the guys you have in this building, you have a lot of young outside linebackers that you're coaching up. Um, like, what, what, what's your impression of it, even beyond uh, Marcus Golden, you know, those three young guys that Kyler Fackrell and, and uh, 
uh, Lorenzo Carter and o- O'Shane. Like, what, what's your impression of those guys so far? They're all very impressive. I think as a group, uh, we always talk about OLB DNA, you know, what we are, what we represent, when we're there, when we're not there. Uh, they've been a good group to work with. Uh, there isn't any really true all-stars, just kind of guys that show up to work every day, got a blue-collar mentality, I think, represent the New York Giant Blue really, really well. You know what I mean? They're hard workers. Uh, not saying they aren't going to be stars or superstars, but they're guys that are working in process. Uh, I have two rookies. It's probably why my voice is the way it is, uh, trying to uh, bring them along on a daily basis. But overall, Joe's really – Joe and, and, the, and the personnel department have done an outstanding job of giving us a good group of people to work with, and it's just fun to come to work every day. Thanks, bro. Yeah. Rob? Brett, given the, the various forks that your uh, career path could have taken this offseason, um, and you look at what's happening in college football right now where most of the teams aren't going to be playing, I guess how, how fortunate do you feel like you didn't, you know, accept one of those, one of those uh, potential offers where, where you would have been not, not even coaching probably this fall? You know, um, again, you know, when I got into this profession over almost 27 years ago now, like, I didn't ever have a goal other than to just do the best job in front of me. Um, the path that we took together, uh, you know, now my wife and I, um, my two girls, we kind of just take every day for what it is. Uh, when Joe presented this opportunity to be with the Giants, I jumped at it. And, you know, as things evolved here, he worked with me to, you know, do anything that, that came up that I was interested in doing. And, and all I'm doing is I'm very, very happy to be here. Uh, I think this is such an unusual time in everyone's lives that uh, everything you're going through uh, from from COVID to, you know, the transition of what you're talking about in college football, all you have to do is worry about today. And that's really all I'm trying to do is get better as, a, as an outside linebacker, go help Joe in any way that I can and, and be the best that we can every day at work. I'm sure you still have a lot of friends in college football uh, who are coaching. What? How are they dealing with with – the, the day-to-day challenges of, of not having a season or maybe having a season? You know, I wish I knew. We had about a four-week break during the summer um, where we actually transitioned here to New Jersey. My wife and I moved in uh, to New Jersey, so we were transitioning out of another home to this home. I had a time to catch up with a few buddies, you know, via via phone or via Zoom, but um, a little bit unusual that you don't travel, right? You don't see people. I got a three-year-old and a one-year-old. That really restricts your travel, all right? So uh, I think it's been – um, during the summer, we didn't know what was going to happen. But honestly, since these announcements started happening, I talked, uh, you know, Coach Alvarez and I still talk quite a bit. have people all over the country that, that engage, uh, that I engage with all the time. But since we started about four weeks ago, I have literally not talked to a college assistant coach, you know, about what they're going through just because I kind of, you know, you get up at really early in the morning here, you go to bed really late, never watch a stitch of football or uh, of news or anything like that. And really because you're in professional football, you don't watch social media. Uh, near as much as you watch when you're in college football. So you kind of find out things. I find out more from my wife during a 20-minute conversation at night than I do any other time of the day. Jump back in here. Uh, you mentioned coaching two rookies. I assume that's Carter Coughlin and Cam Brown. We haven't been at practice yet, so those are the two yeah. guys you're talking about? Yeah, they're, they're both, you know, been a, a lot of fun. Two former Big Ten guys, that two really two different kind of guys, you know. Uh, Carter played on the line of scrimmage, did a lot of things uh, on the edge at, at Minnesota. Uh, Cam was an edge, the air player. He was in space a lot, you know, a very uh, long player. Uh, Carter's a little bit more of an on-the-line scrimmage uh, 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 linebacker. So it's been fun, both uniquely different, but both great great people to work with on a daily basis. And what's been impressive to me is to see the way that the vets have responded to them. Um, you knew they were going to respond to the vets, but sometimes the vets aren't as reciprocal. But uh, all, all four of our veteran players do everything they can every day to make them better, and it really makes our room pretty cool. 
You mentioned earlier in a previous answer, I thought you said OLB DNA. Is that how you referred to it? Yeah, one of the things that I've always kind of talked about is, you know, everybody knows what DNA is, right? So DNA is something that's in you that describes who you are um, and, and it's built every day, right? You're giving it at birth. But as an outside linebacker group, we try to do things every day to establish who we are to the outside world, uh, to our teammates that play around us, to our teammates that are in the room with us. Um, we just kind of always stress it. And uh, yeah, that, that's just a big part of what I, I try to get to the group. And hopefully it's positive DNA. I know DNA can have a... Uh, a bad a bad connotation we're trying to have positive dna can you just describe your philosophy what you what do you preach to your guys what an outside linebacker needs to be you know first and foremost you know the, the, to respect the game um i think that's a big part but we have you know three things that we kind of hold tangible is just the, the process that makes up that dna to be consistent um we have to obviously we're playing on, on the edge we're outside linebackers so you have to have a great edge awareness and then football iq and situational football always got to be big you know so if I have a group of guys that maintain those three things, we got a chance to be successful and hopefully give Pat a tool as a coordinator uh, to give our program a tool as, a, as an outside linebacker group and fit into the group of, of players that we take out on the field on Sunday to have a chance.